We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lecumsky from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. And right here next to me, I have Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Essential Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis. And you know, I'm thinking, as I reflect on our last episode, I don't think we told anybody what our show was until the end. So maybe we need to tell them right here at the beginning. <laughs> that, might help. that probably is just good radio practice, don't you think? It's probably radio broadcasting 101. Tell them what, what they're listening what they're to. Listening. So this is Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics. Maybe with our show, that's an exception. <laughs> maybe yeah. let people find out when they get to yeah, the you end. you might gain more listeners that way. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's Wrestling with the Basics. Turn that uh, and, and so I'm assuming that within a week's time, you haven't had anything dumb more to share with us? No, I hate to say it, but no. Okay. I, I should start keeping a journal, though. Right. I really should. And just carry it around, dumb things that, that I do. <laughs> that do. So we'll then pull it out of the fridge. we got the pit fresh. Well, they're not quite so fresh picked anymore, have they? They've been sitting for a week. I don't think. Eh, they look good. They're not too stale. Oh, they're good enough. Yeah, just... They haven't wilted yet. Uh, we can do these. So here we go. From Eckert's Pick Your Own Jokes. Here it is. What's red and bad for your teeth, Matt? What's that? A brick. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty, pretty good true. One. I know. Is that a joke or is that true? It's, it's, I don't know. That's Here. more of a proverb than a joke. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, this one. You know, yeah, this one's the kids a will little love this one. Overly ripe. Uh, what did the <laughs> buffalo say? When his son left. Oh, that's a sad joke. Well, what, bu- what did the buffalo, buffalo say when his uh, son left? Bye, son. <laughs> Bye, son. Get it? Bye, son. Yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, I got okay. it. All right. Oh, this is one of my favorites. What's green and has wheels? What's, what's green and has wheels? What's that? That's oh, grass. I lied about the wheels. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now for the one that when I said Matt looked at it the first time, I "I don't understand this. This Oh yeah, so here's my dumb story. I read the I read the joke and right over the head, folks. Right over the head. So if you don't get this, don't feel bad. But do do think about it though. All right, here we go. (laughs) What's the dumbest animal in the jungle? So so the dumbest animal in the jungle. What what is the dumbest animal in the jungle? A polar bear. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. What's it? It shouldn't even be there. I know. It's, kind of it, it's the jungle. jungle. The jungle, not the oh. Arctic. Or, yeah, the jungle. Okay. The polar bear. Right. And then when I didn't get that, we knew who the dumbest guy in the <laughs> in studio, the studio was. was. <laughs> Now, there's no time for foolishness. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I think that we should have had that about five minutes earlier. So where did you get these? Well, I don't know. Something came across oh. my email or okay, something. Okay. Oh, no, it was an article from Reader's Digest, oh, people. I see. It said the best jokes of the year. And I thought, well, that's right up the alley for good old wrestling, wrestling the with basics. the basics. And Very so nice. we hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, write Reader's Digest. Don't contact <laughs> us. We had nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> 
All right, so here it is. We we need to wrap up a little bit real quick from from last yes. week. And abide with me this week. I've been working on it all week long. I'm ready to do a little solo. Oh, hit perfect, great. <laughs> we'll wait for the end of the episode though, so people in suspense can wait to hear my beautiful gospel tones. Um, but so we were doing Genesis 15 and this beautiful passage where God comes to Abraham a third time uh, uh, and, and tells him the word. Word of the Lord, the promise that he is his shield and his rewards will be great. Uh, names him, calls him by name, Abraham, fear not, he says. Abraham, of course, no no faith. <laughs> he just questions, blames him. Believe and blames, says. it seems. And, and the neat thing, people, trust me, God so much wants you to believe that even if you doubt him, he will just come back and say, here's the truth, here's the promise. Abraham. Your your children are going to be as numerous as the stars in the sky. And I suppose we should have commented on the fact that that's a lot of stars. Did you know that? We went well, down you bet. The, we went down to the Creation Museum, and they have a, oh, a, cool. a, a video on stars. And you just wouldn't... There literally is more stars than there is sand on the ocean. That's just mind-blowing. It is. And you just wonder, where does it... Where does it stop? I mean, it's just, it just keeps going and going and going. It is. It's just it's amazing. But we wanted to say one last thing about this final verse. You want to read that final verse there, verse 6? Yes. Uh, verse 6. And Abram believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. And, and this, of course, is like one of the fundamental passages for us Lutheran guys here. I mean, we've been honest about that. We don't lie to you or hide the fact we are Lutherans. Uh, and this, of course, is that key passage that we are justified righteous by faith. Now, just two things then, and we'll we'll move on. I ran across a neat story in the book of Genesis where the word counted is used. Okay. Okay. You won't believe this. This is this is a remarkable story about where the word counted is used. It's the story of Judah. Tell, tell everybody who Judah is. Okay. So that's uh, one of the sons of Jacob, one of the tribes, the, perhaps the most important tribe because the Savior, the Messiah, comes from it. So he's the chosen. He's the yes. chosen son. Okay, now he's got a daughter-in-law by the name of Tamar. Yeah. Okay, and 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 talk about not seeing God's promises fulfilled in your life. I, I would say Tamar would, would uh, she would have reason to question the Lord because her first husband dies. Uh, apparently, he was a wicked man. So maybe mm-hmm. she was glad mm-hmm. that he died. <laughs> I don't know why she picked this guy, but anyway, he dies. And, and Judah says, "Well, uh, Onan." He says to his son, "Onan, now you need to go and and fulfill your brotherly duty to your brother's wife, because that's the Jewish tradition, yep. right? Yep. You got to have a child. Uh, every uh, wife deserves a child. So you go in and do what is necessary so that your brother can have a child." And Onan, no, he's not going to do that. He's got his own sons. He doesn't want any sons for his brothers. You know, widow. Um, and so then Judah says, all right, all right, I've got another son who's growing up. And as soon as he's old enough, I'll give him to you as your husband so you can have a child, dear Tamar. And, of course, he doesn't do that either. All right. Judah. Yeah. So here's the story, though. So Judah's going to St. Louis one day. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, somewhere. 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 I don't know. Maybe it wasn't St. Louis. <laughs> and he sees this. Well, he counts her as a prostitute. That's yeah. the word in the scripture. Same word we have here. He counts, counts her as a prostitute. She's all veiled and she's wearing what prostitutes wear. And so he counts her as a prostitute. And he does, of course, what you do with a prostitute, not us. No, we've never done that with a prostitute. But he does. He does. And this lady, of course, becomes pregnant. Uh, and she wasn't a prostitute at all, was she, Matt? No. 
It was his daughter-in-law. It was Tamar. Tamar. It was Tamar, yeah. And, of course, the unbelievable thing is this child actually becomes the ancestor of Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? Would you think God would choose that kind of relationship, that kind of child, to be the forerunner of his Savior? No, we wouldn't, right? But that's what he does. But that's what he does. Uh, But I thought that's kind of cool. So he counted her as something she really wasn't. He countered her as a prostitute. She was actually a member of his family. And I, I realize God does the same with us, only just the opposite. He looks down at us. He sees that we're sinners. That's what we are. Abraham is no big surprise doubting God. That's what we do. That's what we do. We doubt him. We question him. And yet he counts us as righteous. Yeah. yeah. And, and, of course, the only way he can do this is because his son, Jesus Christ, suffered and died and rose again. It's for the sake of Jesus, then, even though... God knows what we are. He knows all things, and yet he counts us as righteous. And now, finally, finally, Matt, the thing everyone's been waiting for. Do you know what the Hebrew word is? You go ahead and tell me, because you know, what's the Hebrew word for believe there? Abraham believed the Lord. What's the Hebrew word? Amen. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, that's faith, Matt. God comes. He The word of the Lord comes. He makes his promises. He speaks these promises to our by our name and all we need to do people this is all you need to do is just say amen amen Amen. so the next time you say your prayers remember what you're literally saying is i believe i believe that's what it is i believe lord Uh, even though i might be doubting in my flesh (laughs) i might be questioned you in my sinful flesh because that's what i do as sinners yet amen I believe. I just thought that was so cool. Oh, that's great. You know, and, yeah. and off the air, you were talking about the catechism. It says, you know, amen, yes, it shall be so. And that's really what we're saying. Yeah, that is yeah. A, a words of faith that it shall be so. Amen. And, and why didn't somebody in my 40 years of ministry tell me that's the word in the Hebrew for believe? Amen. That's the word for belief. Yeah. So you could share it on rest of the basis. I guess This so. very morning. <laughs> there you go. The Lord does work in mysterious ways. <laughs> oh, by the way, real quick, you, you know, the only time the word shield is used in the New Testament, it's the Apostle Paul who talks about the fiery arrows of, of the, the devil. devil. He yeah. says, take up the shield of faith, right? Faith. Yeah. yeah. Take up the amen. Yeah. That's the answer to the devil. Cool. Ah, now you wanted to do abide with me. So how are we doing this? Are we going to start with the song, or what are we doing? Um, no, well, yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully people kind of know it. You know, okay. what we're doing is, at Ascension, we're, we're looking at some of our favorite hymns and songs. And, yeah. But, but not just at those, but we want to look at the, the scripture behind those, That's too. That's the cool which, thing. Which is the cool we thing. We want a yeah. word of the Lord, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, yeah. We just learned that from, from uh, Abraham. Yeah, thanks That's for noticing. Great. I did. Um, so, yeah. So, so uh, well, well, you know, it, it's a pretty. Fam- well, what we'll do is, why don't we? Okay. Why don't we? Why don't we hold your solo uh, yeah. for the end? Okay. Let's forget the solo. We don't have time for that now. <laughs> Some future episode, I'll do the solo. Okay. Very good. Okay. We'll keep people coming back that way. Okay. Maybe not. So, maybe not. So what, what I like to do is look at some key phrases. So okay. this is a, a six stanza hymn in in the our hymnal that we use, Lutheran yeah. Service Book. It's pretty long, you know. Some versions are even longer. So yeah. uh, we'll look into some of those key things. Okay. okay. So abide, abide with me. Um, right. Uh, I guess what I'd like to do is is first look at the scripture that it's, it's okay. based upon. Okay, that's good. So so just kind of refresh the opening lines of abide with me. Abide with me, fast falls the even tide. The darkness deepens. Lord with me, abide. Right. Uh, that's how the hymn starts off. Well, where did, where do these words come from? So Henry Light is the guy who wrote this hymn. He's a pastor. Yeah. But what was his inspiration? Where did he did he just pull out a thin air? Was a word from he, the Lord? He did not have a vision. Abide with me, my fifty four million dollar. <laughs> Airplane. Yes, no, like private this airplane. This is not a vision or a dream. No, no, not at all. So the hymnal 
is this handy little devotional tool, too. For Bible Sarah, don't own devotional life. If you don't have a hymnal in your house, get one for the house. It's it's worthwhile. You have a hymnal, John? You probably have multiple. I have m- You have one for every room the, in the Lukowski household. That's right. That's right. So, so anyway... Luke 24 okay. is one of those those passages that's listed there in the bottom for, of the hymnal for abide, for abide with, with me. me. Fast falls the fast falls the even time. Yeah, so 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 as we look at these words of Luke 24, think of why in the world what does this have to do with abide with me? Because what we're going to pick up is it's Easter Sunday. Now yes. it's, it's not the morning of Easter Sunday that we all know and love, but this is the the afternoon yeah. of yeah. Easter Sunday, perhaps late afternoon of Easter Sunday. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna pick up with. Uh, Luke 24, how about uh, verse, uh, well, let's start with the verse, well, let's see, 13. Okay. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with him. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what is this conversation that you're holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Uh, yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things had happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it, just as the women had said, but him they did not see. All right, well, let's stop there. So. Yeah. Um so these guys are on the, the road to Emmaus. So they're leaving the city of Jerusalem. They're going about seven miles to this town of Emmaus. Yeah. Jesus joins them on the trip. They don't know it's Jesus. No. And they're discussing these things, this conversation. And Jesus is like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, hey, dummy, don't you know what happened in Jerusalem? <laughs> you know, they, they act like Jesus is, you know, is an idiot. You know? Where have you been? <laughs> Where have you been? Have you heard the news of the day? So they're, they're more than happy to oblige him and fill him in on what happened. And they recount the events of the Passion in, in, in a very... Depressing, disturbing way. They, they thought he was a polar bear in the jungle. They, <laughs> that's one way to put it. That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so they recount what happened, the, the trial, the death and all this. And, and unfortunately, the, the, sad, the reason yeah. they are so sad and distraught yeah. is because that's where they left, leave Jesus, yep. is dead in the tomb. And as far as they know, that's, that's where Jesus yeah. is. Which is why they don't think this could be Jesus talking to him, because oh. dead people don't oh, yeah. talk to you and visit It's not even on their now. radar, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not even possible. Uh, so Jesus then, he, he has something to say to them. So in verse 25, we pick up with, with Jesus' okay. words to them. And Jesus said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. So slow to say amen. What is it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Yeah, so, you know, he's, he's he, not the dumb one. He turns to the word of the Lord. Yeah, he's yeah. The, they're okay. the foolish ones because they've not believed the word yeah. of the Lord. Exactly, yeah. exactly, John. And so what he does is he begins with Moses and the prophets. So, in other words, the entire Old Testament, right? Yeah. And he interprets to them in the scriptures these things concerning himself. Did you think he mentioned that passage from Genesis 15? Oh, wouldn't that be cool? I bet he did. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. 
Look at that. Didn't that work out well? Just talked about one of those key passages that descended from Abraham, the Messiah, and now here it is. Um, And you you wonder what, I would have loved to have been there. You know, you you think of different moments in the scriptures where, boy, I wish I would have been there. This is one of those where I wish I would have been there. To be on the road and and basically Jesus leads you in Bible study. I mean, wouldn't that be cool? Just to see what he has to say about the scriptures and how they all point to to himself. They point to him. That's pretty cool. Uh, and if I could just butt in, yeah. I hope people understand that Jesus actually is leading you in Bible study well, yeah. this, this morning. Every and time. I think it's interesting. We got two dumb guys here. You got two dumb guys here, but Jesus can still teach <laughs> where right. there are two dumb guys. He can do that. Even with two dumb guys. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Another text for rest of the basics. <laughs> very good. That's <laughs> Okay, well, now we still haven't gotten to the verse that this hymn comes from. Okay. All right, so Hi. we're about to get there. Here yeah. we go, John. We're going to read verses uh, 28 and, and following. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. All right, Emmaus. Yeah. He acted as if he were going further, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward even evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were open and they recognized All right. Him. Well, we can stop there. That's, yeah. okay. So verse 29 is the key verse there. So those words, stay with us. It is toward evening. The day is now far spent. Yeah. Yeah. So, so can you see where we get abide with me from? They say, stay with us, linger with us, remain with us abide with yeah, us yeah. the day is far spent right it's it's getting toward evening stay with us and then jesus breaks the bread gives thanks their eyes are open they see this is jesus yeah. he's he is alive you know the, the the story doesn't end at the tomb right um so that's where we get it from the the, the cry of these two men who didn't even know they were speaking to jesus at the time stay with us now we have that exact same cry but we know who we're crying out to yeah. Yeah. Stay with us, Lord. Stay with us. And that's how every single stanza of this hymn ends, is abide with me. Oh, cool. Abide with me. Cool. And what I love is is these guys are both directly talking to the Lord without knowing it. This hymn is written as if in every stanza we are directly talking to the Lord. Like it's a prayer to God. Oh, wow. But we know who we're talking to. Yeah. Abide yeah. with me. And I love how it's so personal, that first person, me. Abide with me. And and he does, and he does, just like he did for these guys. And and I think what the neat thing about this is is so we're not always singing that hymn, though, Matt. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we're having our struggles and we're having our doubts yep, too. Yep. Uh, but for us to realize, uh, of, oh yeah, no, he's been there all along. Yeah. He's, he's there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of nice to know that to call for him to be that to ask him to remain. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. He's there. Uh, all the time. And then we'll, we'll, one stanza, I think, really points okay. that out. All right. Um, just, just real quick, there's, there's two stories about how this, this hymn text was inspired. Okay. So Henry Light, this pastor, the first story is that he went to the deathbed of a friend, and he knelt down next to the bed to visit with his friend, to pray with him, and this friend just again and again just kept barely whispering hmm. these words, and he kept saying again and again as he's dying, abide with me. Oh, abide wow. with wow. me, wow. abide, you know, and that, that prayer that he's uttering at his death, abide with me, Lord. Um, so that, that story, number one. Well, and that, and that, that's a beautiful story. Yeah. Cause yeah, we, you know, the, the fast falls, the even tide, death is coming, the yeah. darkness comes and what else could we ask for except yeah. that the Lord would be with us? Yeah, either I walk through the valley of the shadow yes. of death. And the last three would cover me. Yeah. Exactly. And those last three sta- the stanzas of the hymn, they all deal with death. And that's really kind of where the, the rubber hits the road is when at the time of our death, we realize <laughs> we, we need someone outside of ourselves. Yeah. We yeah. need a savior. Abide with me. 
Yeah. Abide with oh, me. Oh, man. See, now you've made me... Because that's the problem. You're right. The reason why we don't appreciate Jesus is with us, because frankly, we didn't think we needed him with us. Yes. We were doing quite all right exactly. without Jesus. No, exactly. Okay. Yeah. The, the second story is that he uh, light had tuberculosis most of his life. I've heard that In fact, story. it got yeah. so bad yeah. that he had to quit being a Paris pastor. He had a, his very last sermon, though, he literally had to crawl up into the pulpit, we're told. He preached a sermon. After the sermon that night, he's reflecting on his last sermon, his, his life, his call. And he looks over the cliffs and the ocean behind the parsonage and the sun setting. And he calls to mind, well, these words from uh, Luke 29, yeah. the word of the Lord. Stay with us. Abide with me. Uh, for the day is far spent. And it's, it's sort of a metaphor, not just for the day and each and every day, but, but for life. Yeah. You know, that yeah. at the end of our life, you know, abide with us. So many good things. You know, I think that this hymn is usually used, sometimes used as a funeral hymn because yep, it is that yep. end of life thing. But in the time we have left, I want to just really, you know, pick up on something you mentioned, John. Okay. Uh, verse two of this hymn, I think, is just brutally honest oh, about good. the truth of, right. of this, of abiding with us. It's that phrase, I need thy presence every passing ah. hour you know, because we don't want to admit that we want to think that if we're if we're strong enough and healthy enough if we're smart enough if we if we work hard enough or ambitious enough we can do this life on our own we'll be okay but this hymn reminds us no 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 <laughs> every passing hour not just at that hour of my death but every passing hour every moment every beat of our heart every breath of our lungs we need the lord and that's something that we don't like to admit as sinners but no, we do need him in this life and certainly in the life to come. And the reason we need him is because in the next line, what but thy grace can foil ah, the tempter's power. Yes, yeah, And so we yeah. have this, this wonderful line from the large catechism I love yeah. where it says, if you could see how many knives, darts, arrows at every moment are aimed at you, <laughs> you would be glad and come to the sacrament as often as possible. So in other words, you know, Satan, the tempter, as the hymn says, he is... If we knew how hell-bent he was on dragging us into hell, <laughs> we would be praying, abide with me, and we, we'd be going to where he promises to always abide, in his word, in the Lord's Supper, where his presence is there with us, in us, and he's, he abides. So I, I just encourage listeners, you know, don't think of abide with me as just a funeral hymn, although beautiful funeral text, beautiful comfort at the time of death. But think of it even as that as a hymn to be sung in each moment of each day and, and meditate on those words. I need thy presence every passing hour. What but thy grace can foil the tempter's power. And, and you know, I'm thinking you, you probably need it, especially in the times that you're not aware yeah. that you need Because yeah. that's probably when you are in the greatest danger. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of Abram again, where he's thinking, well, I can take care of this. Yep. You know, I, I'll, I'll adopt one of my servants or oh, better yet, I'll take my handmaid as my mistress, uh, and that's where we get into trouble when we realize, no, no, we need the Lord's presence. He's the one that's going to take care of us and get it all done. So uh, yeah. yeah, during those times, I think we're okay on our own. That's when those darts from the tempter, yep. that's when he's under attack. Well, we're under attack. Think about it. We had the image of, of, of God as shield, and, and you're most danger when you put the shield down, aren't you? Yes. As long as you got the shield of faith holding up, you're fine. But the, when you set the shield yep. down, yeah. The fast, flaming darts, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, abide with me. It's it's a beautiful hymn. You know, it's it's one that that is is much loved for a reason. Uh, but but again, don't think of it just as a funeral hymn. Of course, you know, much comfort to be found there at the time of death. But I'm going to close with the the last line of the hymn: okay. uh, "In life, in death, O Lord, abide with me." Uh, in death, certainly, but also in life, 
abide with me. That's our prayer. Thank you very much, Matt. That was beautiful. Is there more you need to do on that? Are there other verses that you wanted to look at, or we've done with that? Do you think? I, I think we're covered it. Okay. You know, if you want to do oh, more, we can. There's always there's always good stuff, well, but I think we're good. Who knows what will happen when you come <gasps> oh, next week for wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics.